0: Welcome to the show everyone. How we all been doing? I suppose an update what I've been doing. Last time post an episode I was in Mendoza, in Argentina, and from there across the border of Chile into the capital city of Santiago. Spent a few days there and then went northwest to a little city, or I shouldn't say big city, of Valparaiso. And had a pretty interesting experience there. So Myself and a group of friends were walking back to the hostel, so we went through this alleyway of some stairs, and two men approached us with guns pointed at us. Uh, One individual came up to me, had the gun pretty much to my head, and uh, obviously trying to grab my wallet and phone, I just said, flat out refuse. I said no, so he clocked his gun, and then uh, I just looked in his eyes, and I just knew he wasn't going to shoot. I know, stupid way of intuition, don't ask me why I did it, and yeah, he kept trying to grab my wallet phone, just kept refusing, and then I thought it'd be a great idea to scream so I could attract other attention to people, and that was very stupid as well, so I did that, and he fully pistol whipped me in the head, which was, yeah, pretty funny, and... So I ended up uh, grabbing my wallet, and he's trying to grab it, and I said, no, no, just wait, just wait, grabbing my cards, and <laughs> just threw the wallet at him, so, I think it's a sign from the universe to me, Stop being complacent in my travels, just because you're in safety in numbers, don't mean shit, so I'll take that sign, thank you universe, and also that life is precious, and if someone's asking for materialistic items that could be easily Just give it to them. Don't do what I did. Very, very stupid. Right. Enough about my stupidity and thought for the day. I think the thought for the day, let's make it life itself. And it's such a precious thing, life. Like, it can be taken away so easily. But it's so hard to live your life, like, each day like it's your last. Like, I think it's such a good practice to do, and I'm so guilty of it. And it's just always, always to be, you know, remember how important and how easily life can be taken away, and just be careful out there, folks. Try and live your day like it's your fullest. Stop wasting time and just live. Just do what you want to do. Right, enough about that. Let's go to my guest, Theo Fotopoulos. I think it's how you pronounce his last name. Sorry, Theo. What an interesting life this guy has had. He grew up in Greece and he talks about the schooling system in Greece and how it kind of dulls down the individual thinkers and, and manipulates all the, you know, the students that go into schools there. And it just limits them, you know. Like, he, he talks about how it just kind of stops the free individual thinking that, everyone should have the ability to do and he also talks about how religion religion impacted his life and growing up a very religious um, family and even community he talks about how he always questioned everything about religion and I think that's a very important thing because I you know everyone is entitled to have you know what they want to believe in in faith or religion but I don't think it should be enforced and I think it's so unfair for someone to grow up and it's enforced onto them that they didn't know any different, and kind of annoys me. But I'm glad he talks about this because it, it's such an interesting topic. And he talks about how, you know, also he had a near death experience at sixteen, broke his leg, and you know, three months he was unemployed and broke, and how he traveled to Australia and was so isolated, and just you know, overcoming such struggles and adversity, and he goes through so much, and we talk about this in the podcast, and he contributes a lot to goal setting, visualization techniques, and self-development as key components to like how he um, managed to go through these struggles and adversities, and he always talks about obviously putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations, so that quote, being comfortable with uncomfortable, which I think everyone needs to do. It's how you grow. You've got to throw yourself in those uncomfortable situations. Otherwise, if you do not grow, you're not living. And that's pretty much all I have to say. So, I hope you enjoy this podcast. I surely did. And let's get straight into it. Let's intrigue the salmon. Mm. And we're live. Theo, welcome to the show. (laughs) Hello, Jack. How you been? Good, good. What about yourself? Pretty good, man. (laughs) All right, let's get straight into it, man. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about where you came from. Let's start off there
1: and then we'll work our way up. Okay, perfect. So, so pretty much uh, um, I'm, I come from Greece. Yep. A lot of people, they're going to get it straight yep. away from the heavy accent. And uh, pretty much I'm just a Greek guy, passionate about life, yep. about challenge, and about uh, discovering myself. And I'm someone that seeks betterment. Yep. No, that's cool, man. Every single day.
0: It's like, what all people should preach, shouldn't they? Really? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Um, So tell us about your upbringing, man, in Greece. What was that like? Was it like a normal upbringing or a bit? So it
1: actually was uh, probably, um, I was really fortunate because I grew up in a really good family, so I never missed anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, personally, I believe that I lived the best pretty much decade until the next yep. of humanity until now, which was the 90s. Yep. So I was fortunate pretty much to be like a young kid and a teenager and that teenager when I was pretty much through pretty much the 90s. Mm. And the, like it was perfect. Because like everyone had money in Greece at that moment. Yep. So it was the best pretty much a decade in Greece, especially. Uh, mm. Everybody was happy. You had like kids, you didn't have like a lot of criminal activity, you know. Kids could play out in, 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 you know, like in the parks and everywhere and yep. stuff. So I had a, a really good, really good childhood.
0: Cool, man. So uh, who was involved in your family growing up? So you obviously had a mum and dad. Uh, a young uh, brother,
1: a, a brother. younger brother. Yep. yep. And, and my grandmother. Yep. And you know what? In general, in Greece, because we are really family oriented, mm-hmm. so pretty much I had like a lot of uncles close, like a lot of uh, cousins like really close real big family really big family cool man a typical european family
0: yeah for sure uh so let's go into like your teenage years because i think when we were structuring the interview that was when you know a lot of adversities kind of struck your path um tell us about some some of them right now like where would you start off with some of the problems and struggles you had to face when growing up in the teenager years so
1: pretty much my
0: first one was pretty much
1: uh, the uh,
0: education part So okay. school. yep like as, as as long
1: as I remember myself I always struggled. Mm-hmm. like I knew there was something wrong there yep. it wasn't something that it actually pretty much motivated me I, I remember myself like going inside the, the classroom and always pretty much I would either sleep, yeah, yep. <laughs> or or uh, trying, you know, like to get out as soon as possible. Yeah, and the thing is also because uh, I grew up straight away with sports because of my father. Mm-hmm. Because I come from a sports family, and my father was a professional soccer player. I pretty much uh, all I wanted to do as a kid and as a teenager was pretty much play sports. Yeah, and yeah, like nothing else,
0: pretty much. Can you elaborate further when <clears throat> when you say school? Like, uh, how did that kind of how? Why was that hard? Just go explain it a bit further in depth, if you can.
1: It was. It was hard because they push you. They push you so hard mm. to to succeed. Like
0: even even from
1: your parents and stuff. Like th- all you hear from a young age is pretty much try to do the best you can at school so you can go to a university, get you know like a, a degree and stuff like that because this is the only thing that's gonna help you in life yeah. to succeed pretty much. And this is the typical structure that you have in greece but going to school because compared to what i've seen here in australia like you have way more uh, like uh, studies to do and subjects to do like f- even from year one to six and stuff like that you yeah. actually have way more things and as you progress from year six to year 12 it, it gets pretty crazy like and and all the kids pretty much in Greece, you will do also tutoring and stuff so you can actually get some help mm-hmm. because it's so
0: difficult yeah it's really mm-hmm. really difficult um when you say like the schooling system here is like a lot better than the one in greece yes uh in what way can
1: you because th- because i've i've seen here at least they allow in some degree the kids to discover their strengths and you yep. know if they are creative they help them you know to kind of to point get that kind of yeah they point the direction yep. in greece you don't have that at all It's pretty much they bombard you every single day with, you know, so many different subjects. Like they give you like homework to do every single Mm -hmm. day. So pretty much your life as a kid uh, revolves around that. That's it. And this is all you have to do. So imagine for someone that that pretty much wants to discover things and wants Mm -hmm. to do so many, like, you know, you have a creative nature. It
0: literally destroys it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's really harsh. Really harsh. It's like uh, I've had many discussions about schooling systems where they don't play. Like I said, I can't compare to other kind of schooling systems around the world, but obviously you can, and they do have a tendency where they're not to play in the child's strengths, and you know, and they, you have so many kids, and children, why they hate school because exactly, you know,
1: I was one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, one of those. And,
0: and you get that result to where they get to a point where. They finish or they drop out. And they don't know what they want to do. Which one hundred percent. And 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 the
1: same with me also because at the same time, like I was playing sports like through through the whole process mm. and pretty much in my mind, I wanted to succeed as an athlete. So I went from pretty much doing swimming for like nine years. Then I went to water polo, and I actually saw it as a career yep. in a degree. And and th- what pushed me was pretty much education. Yeah. Because at school, it wouldn't it wouldn't give me anything. Mm-hmm. I, I would always question, like, why do I have to pretty much like try so hard just to 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 pretty much like go to a university that I won't even like because that way also you you progress to a university. It's pretty much according to yeah to the to, to the degree that you're gonna finish with. Yep. At school the. Um, uh how do you call it the um, you know which it's one from 20 um like the level that you're gonna finish determines which university you're gonna go in in afterwards yeah yeah the the grading system like it's really the grading system it's pretty complicated yeah radio. that's why so most of the kids they end up passing according to the grade to a university that they don't even want to go. Yeah, right. And because you have that mindset as you grow up that you have to go somewhere, Mm. just pretty much get a paper, just get a degree so you can move on in life, this is all you seek.
0: Do you know if... It's a bit of a tough question, but do you know if it's changed much since you've last been there? Do you know anyone? No, it's still the same. It's still the same thing. What would you suggest, you know if someone is going through like a failed school system yourself, how could they make it better? What would you... Wow. It's a hard question is <laughs> it's so, and it's not easy as just saying like do this, do this, do that but what can they slowly implement slowly kind of... Especially...
1: Yeah, 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 I can understand. Especially in Greece because it's really complicated uh, because you have also the religion and the religious aspect of things. Yeah. Plus uh, history, like the, the, the actual history subject, subject in Greece it's actually designed that way to manipulate kids mm. yeah. so they don't actually show you exactly things how it happened through history like they pretty much prepare you a certain way mm. and it's lost completely like you know you pretty much get out of school and you don't even know exactly history the history about <laughs> about Greece pretty much yeah. and it's really really designed a certain way to manipulate to manipulate kids it's
0: kind of sad isn't it how- it gives you that sense of ignorance not knowing like your oh. culture's history isn't it yeah yeah
1: a hundred percent and literally like you leave school mm. and you don't even know pretty much your ancestors exactly what happened yeah. and you know that's pretty sucks, much so. who you are <laughs> because you don't have a proper a proper pretty much foundation that's yeah. that's the whole thing but they can do a lot for pretty much preparing kids with the right the right skills like how to like what money is, how to make money, like, like skills you know, relevant to yeah, like Yeah, how to make goals yeah. like in life. Mm. Like simple stuff like that which yeah. you never learn at school. Yeah, that's and, tr- so and simple true. things like that it's it's actually gonna
0: change mm. <laughs> everything for you. Totally right, isn't it? Like yeah. you there was is, this is a quote where someone was like you give a kid an ice cream and then you take one third of the ice cream that'll teach him about tax simple stuff yeah, yeah. simple stuff yeah. simple stuff because they teach you maths and stuff but you <laughs> yeah. know
1: like the heavy stuff how you're gonna do like all the complicated pretty mm. maths
0: yeah definitely man uh, that's another subject religion I know you we talked about that quite a lot yep structuring the interview tell us how that impacted you growing up and Probably not an easy question itself as again. I love the hard ones. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: No, because especially for me religion, it's like one of the biggest struggles that I had in my life. Like still to this day, yep. like I still trying to pretty much determine my belief system completely. Mm-hmm. So, so pretty much with religion, that it's probably one of the first programs that you get inside your mind as mm-hmm. a young kid. Yep. Like you don't even know. Yeah, like probably it's the first thing that you actually like start expressing yourself with like you, you pretty much interpret things according to God, according to religion, according to exactly what your parents and your grandmother, your grandfather actually said to you. And this is all, you know, like as long as I remember myself, I remember myself like being inside the church, you know, you get baptized inside that church, you have all these pictures of you. With the priest, you yeah. know, dipping inside the, yeah. the water and everything. So this is all you know. Mm. This is all you know. And 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 for me, I always questioned it. Like as long as I remembered myself, I, I would find myself being inside the church as young as probably like four or five years old. Yeah. And literally question: why do I have to go to the priest? Mm. Like who Who is the priest who actually, you know?
0: Just questioning in general. Everything, the whole
1: environment, like the way people, like the Mm. behavior of people inside church, because you could see so many wrong things inside there. You know, like the the riches inside the church, like the 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 wealth aspect that you see gold everywhere, the priest going around with gold
0: and stuff. Like I was like, why? Mm. (laughs) You know, and they still ask for donations and still, 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 still. Uh, Because I know. When we were structuring as well, you said, especially in your teenage years, you really alienated from like the whole community as a, like a lone kind of person, kind of questioning this religious belief system. Yep. How was that like, as an individual trying to pretty much question how this all works and that kind of thing? How was, how was that feeling, and what you know what struggles you had to go through then? I'm sure that wouldn't have been easy.
1: It was a massive struggle because. I could see myself like being like almost a black sheep my family never made me feel like that way i actually detached myself just just it was my own decision Mm -hmm. and religion it was it was one of the things that actually uh, led me that way because i was questioning everything i was questioning so many different things even things that my father was saying to me like you know except religion and and pretty much i i got closed up to myself yeah so i i completely detached myself and i was spending so much time doing the self-reflection talking with myself because you don't have the capacity at those ages to pretty much understand yeah definitely subconscious mind and you know how it is to communicate with yourself and everything else but i did it like it was almost like it was in my nature Mm. Like, I loved doing the self-reflection and I loved, like, just going in my room, closing the door and just sitting by myself and doing the questions and, like, discussing with myself.
0: What kind of questions would you ask yourself in this kind of moments of self-reflection? I don't know that's... No, 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 no.
1: I can actually remember a lot of yeah, them. Yeah. Like, I would actually, like, I would, I would pretty much question, like, uh, you know, the thing with religion. Why do I have to believe at someone that I have never seen before? Mm. Like to someone imaginary, why do I have to fear that? Yeah. Like what is heaven and hell? Like why all those things that I can't see? Why everybody says that they exist? And 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 why everybody follows that. Yeah. Then I would question like even, even things that my parents were saying to me. Like, you know, as, as you remember, like growing up, your parents tell you don't do this, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. I would question every single thing and I would ask always why? Yeah. Why
0: they tell me this it's that simple question isn't it just why? why why why
1: in every single thing why why my coach at streaming actually acted that way why my friend told me that why my parents friend actually because I had a lot of friends of mine that they had like uh, issues inside their you know household and everything with the parents yep. and because like I don't know I had this gift from my young kid because I was really highly empathetic mm-hmm. everybody was coming to me for you know to discuss everything because I would allow them to open
0: up it's a rare rare feat it it, it is yeah definitely but but
1: i really enjoyed it from a young age and i saw because i was actually doing this self-reflection and you know working so much you know pretty much with myself Mm. i I actually enjoyed it all the time
0: um obviously going back because to the religion part so do you think there's any way to kind of revolutionize people to kind of really think or is it do you think it's so deeply ingrained that it's nearly impossible do you think do you have like faith in like revolutionizing way people think from where you come from yep. especially do you think that'll change
1: i definitely have faith but yep. i believe especially in these uh, cultures uh, it's so difficult because yep. it will take way longer mm. and because i have this uh, you know like comparison that i can make between australian culture and how people believe system is here yep. compared to greece or even like other european countries like italy serbia like all those countries it's pretty much the same i believe it's gonna take more time but yeah. definitely i see more and more people even in these cultures actually waking up mm. but it's difficult uh, the the thing that makes it more difficult is because in those countries you live in this big bubble yeah that Everybody has the same belief system mm-hmm. and and it's almost impossible to actually escape that yep. unless you take yourself outside that environment so you can actually you know, go somewhere else and see something different. So, and this is unfortunately what people don't do in these countries.
0: So you're saying pretty much uh, kind of have an open mind and obviously see what else is the other... Okay. It's interesting because you... You didn't even see other parts around the world, but you always knew, you know, questioning, yeah. which is, yeah. it's pretty cool. Did you have any lo- other like-minded people growing up with you? Just
1: uh, by my longest, uh, pretty much best best friend yeah. uh, from Greece, which, yeah, it's someone that I actually have as a friend from for probably twenty-five years now. Wow. like that long, yeah, and he also developed you know, like this mindset and stuff like that, he escaped from that. Mm. And he had to actually detach himself from a lot of people and just,
0: you know, just stay by himself. Uh, Do you look as, especially from your country, let's say like cons and pros or positive or negative aspects of religion itself, do you see it more, the positives outweighing the negatives or the negatives outweighing the positives? Because what do you think?
1: personally personally i believe that definitely the negatives Negatives, yeah Yeah. because i believe religion doesn't serve anymore a purpose yep. in humanity we have evolved so much yep. that we don't need it anymore mm-hmm. and and a lot of people they they will get back to you and say about morals and stuff like that you can get morals from yep. from people
0: pre- pretty much child movies from like stories uh, like <laughs> you, you can you, get morals from everything you shouldn't need religion to dictate yeah. what's what you know is right and wrong you know but That's unfortunately it. some people and, and, yeah. and
1: why you need to have, yeah. like, pretty much believe in this imaginary figure that lives above the clouds, mm-hmm. that pretty much, if you do something wrong, according to, to what he preaches,
0: you're going to burn in hell, but he loves you. Yeah. He loves you, he loves everyone, like, how do you actually, like... It's literally running out of fear itself right there and then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: because you live all your life in yeah. fear, and and literally, like, kills your sexuality, kills, kills in, in general your expression of self like you can not express yourself you can't be yourself because you try to become someone Mm -hmm. according to to the religion according to what god says and Mm -hmm. according to what pretty much your family says to you very well said yeah it 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 pretty much restrains you so much yeah and that's this is how i felt all my life Mm -hmm. i loved i was this happy kid that that i loved uh, expressing myself and I love like hanging out with people like discovering all these new things all the time but because I had all these things telling me no all the time mm. you, I, I remember seeing my face in the mirror changing straight away yeah. just because everybody was telling me no don't do this don't do that uh, religion doesn't agree with this God says this don't do that mm. you know it, it's always it's always
0: I struggle <laughs> I could imagine like you know That would be brutal, man. (laughs) Like what you said, like words can't kind of dictate to what you obviously went through, and just having that kind of condemned of obviously every everything you do, it would be pretty tough. Yeah,
1: Yeah. because everything is determined for you. Like literally, you have to just follow something Mm. that doesn't agree with you. Yeah. It wouldn't agree with me. Yeah, definitely. That's why I was again like always. Everybody will do something and I will do the complete opposite. Yep. And this is all, all I remember people telling
0: me. Why you always try to do like the opposite thing? So someone like you that was obviously been in that situation for a lot of your life, you know, if someone, if someone's gone through a similar situation like you did, what would you kind of, like advice wise, what would you kind of recommend them to, you know, to try and, help themselves to kind of free a bit more think a bit more freely I should say it's a bit of a hard one trying to word it uh.
1: nah it's
0: I will try to do my best yeah because I've actually thought of it a lot of times because I could imagine there'd be probably people similar in your situations they don't know what to do because that's <laughs> yeah. I believe there's there are a lot still yeah. in that world so personally for myself I believe
1: listen to your heart Yeah, pretty much listen to your inner world like trust yourself have faith in yourself not have faith In what other people preach you, and just follow that. That's Mm. it. Just follow what your inner self tells
0: you. Yeah, that's good advice. That's it. Have
1: faith in yourself. If if the environment that you are into, it's 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 something that doesn't agree with you, and Mm. it makes you sad. It makes you depressed. It makes you suppress yourself. Just change that. Yeah, make a change. Don't accept it, Mm. because a lot of people unfortunately accept their faith like everything is predetermined for them yeah just have faith in
0: yourself like talk with yourself see what you like and just follow that it's 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 as simple as that yeah it's pretty sad isn't it There's so many like so much untapped potential of what could have been and, but yeah
1: oh and, and you know what i think it's also like that's why i say follow your heart because in order to actually find your purpose and follow your, your, your like what you are meant to be, mm. it's pretty much your your mind, your brain, and your heart have to be in coherence. Yeah, they have to agree. If one or the other doesn't agree, you always get confused completely. Definitely. And you see that in relationships. You th- you see that in so many
0: different like things. Internal battles happening inside you. That's yeah, it. Yeah.
1: That's it. And always your heart because it's pretty much the strongest. <laughs> Like it emits the, the 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 most powerful like you know yeah. electromagnetic like pretty much field and stuff. It's way powerful, more powerful than the
0: brain. Mm. For me, trust your heart, and then the brain will actually agree. It's funny because you know your brain probably has that logical aspect of things, but then your heart <laughs> is just that's your true inner self. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's good it. Good advice, man. Nah. Your heart will literally lead you. Yeah, to that way. Yeah, that's good advice. So. Religion, major factor in your life. It's major. major factor. Uh, another thing as well, 16 years old, you had a car accident. Talk <laughs> about that, man. Because I think that's a pretty big yes. event in your life growing up.
1: I believe for a 16-year-old to, to have this, this like really, really harsh accident that it, it, it almost cost my life, mm. it was a life changer for me. Yep. And, and to actually encounter death when you are 16... imagine what actually like how it can actually change your perspective about life and about everything so so what happened uh, like it was uh, i was 16 years old and my best friend at the moment we were really close and we were spending a lot of time together so i remember because i was i was actually like uh, usually saturdays i would i would spend time with him and stay at his house so we can you know spend that weekend and you know go and play around his neighborhood and everything and uh he was you know he he was pretty free and stuff like that his parents you know they weren't controlling and everything so he could do like a lot of things so one of those it's pretty much take his car so he can learn how to drive yep. and go around the neighborhood and we would take it like every night for example just go around you know we would try to be as careful as possible and you know that was it but one day i remember the previous night before the accident mm-hmm. it's like he almost felt that something would happen so he told me the previous night, brother, really? yeah, brother, like, just go, go to your house. Don't stay at mine tonight and stuff like that. Because, you know, he, I can't remember exactly, but he told me like he had to do some things. It's almost that he could sense that something will happen. It's like an intuition kind of thing. Some, or something something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. and, and I remember I told him, no, straight away. No, it's Okay let's go and and, and spend the time tomorrow and stuff like that, because I had a girlfriend, you know, like as you are 16 years old and stuff at that point. So I stayed, I didn't listen to him. And the last, the last thing that I remember that day, was pretty much that I got inside the car Mm. and that was it because we got inside the car. We went to pick up my, my girlfriend pretty much at that time. And, and he drove alongside a river. Close to his house, but he he reached a speed of 160 kilometers. Wow! And you can understand how dangerous that is. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so 160 kilometers, he lost that control because there was just a small turn, and it had like a dirt on the road. So he lost the control, and pretty much we were going, we were heading straight to the river. Which you can understand if you fell, if you if we fell inside there, that was it. Yeah. He managed to turn the the wheel on the other side, and we pretty much head straight to this massive wall of this warehouse building. Yep. And literally we crashed with 140 kilometers. This is what the police said afterwards when they checked everything. 140 kilometers straight to the wall on a corner, and the car almost literally split in half. So I was in the passenger seat, I wasn't wearing any seatbelt, no no airbag at my side wow. and pretty much just um, reflexes I put my left leg to pretty much resist yeah and it completely um, it completely went like pretty much on on uh, on, on flexion and broken half from my femur and I pretty much <laughs> did this yeah I almost bended from from my femur and smashed Smashed my face on the dashboard, and my my hand almost got out of of that window. Yeah.
0: man, you are lucky to be so, alive. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: was I was really like really lucky, like
0: you know. You know like words can only paint a picture, but just <sighs> seeing it, I could imagine just like how brutal. When you said the car almost literally split in half. Yeah, like, nobody believed that I
1: actually got out from there alive, yeah. especially not wearing a seatbelt.
0: Yeah, well, like
1: uh, very lucky to absorb like, you know, like a young body as mine, to absorb this, this force from Mm. 140 kilometers crash. Yeah, Imagine how, how bad it can be. Yeah, I could, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. The first time I saw myself after the accident in in a mirror, like inside the hospital where one of my aunties drove me to actually just see my face. Like I couldn't recognize my face. Everything was swollen. I actually almost lost my eye, my, my right eye. Jeez. So so imagine imagine like how horrific it is for a
0: 60-year-old kid to yeah. just yeah. experience that. And like you said, change your whole perspective about life itself. <laughs> so when that happened, I remember you saying you woke up in hospital pretty much, just
1: first thing I remember,
0: so so exactly what happened because
1: people told me afterwards so this guy actually got out of which i'm, I'm, I'm thankful for otherwise again i wouldn't be alive yeah. so this guy got out from the warehouse because they they heard like the the massive bang from the accident and he got out it, it actually had flames around it and this guy got us out of the of the car mm. all of us all the three of us and until the hospital until the the, the ambulance came to pick to pick us up pretty much I was laying on the floor and my dad had to drive, and he was the first person that actually saw me. So, imagine my dad's reaction getting the phone call from my best friend's mom Mm. telling him that the boys had a serious accident, they're really bad. So, imagine when my father came to see me laying on the floor blood everywhere he couldn't even recognize me you, you can imagine how my leg looked yeah. also and stuff like that how how horrific could it yeah, would have been bad yeah and and pretty much we were waiting for the ambulance they they put us in and because they took us to a, to a different uh, hospital in the beginning and then they drove us to pretty much the big one where I had the surgery and everything serious, yeah. the first thing I, I remember is pretty much being inside an elevator Opening my eyes for the first time, looking at my father's face, and probably three or four doctors looking at me. And I could sense that something bad happened to me mm. because I was delirious from everything. Like even when I opened my eyes. I tried to move my leg and I just heard this this cracking sound of the bones, like you know, yeah. <laughs> you know touching with each other and straight away from the pain, boom, I I, I completely. Fainted. Wow, that was my first—the <laughs> first thing that I remember.
0: Wow, man, first thing. So after that, obviously, major event in your life. How'd you deal with the rehabilitation? That would have been another kind of like a real long heel kind of struggle. I could imagine. Yeah. So, so the thing is yeah, is, yeah, you had a complete broken bone in your femur, which oh. was your right, wasn't it? That left one. Left. That left, left one. Okay. That that left one.
1: So. Um, So the thing is, especially, you know, like back then, like pretty much in the 90s, you didn't have like knowledge accessible. You couldn't go out pretty much after having the surgery and look at your computer and check like what you have to do. Like you didn't have even the physios and stuff. It was a completely different like story. So. As soon as I got out from the hospital and the doctor advised us not to hire a physiotherapist to do that rehabilitation, so he told us pretty much that it's okay, it's a simple thing, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just going you know, to come mm-hmm. to your place once or twice a week, we're going to do some exercises and that's it, you're going to be okay. This is what my surgeon told me. So, you know, as yeah. you can understand later, I understood that this was a really bad... Medicine, you know yeah. advice yeah. and decision from our behalf but I remember you, you didn't know, you know what can yeah. you do like you trust the surgeon. Yeah. you know like my father you know he pretty much saved my life as you can mm. understand because yeah. I've lost also I can't remember how many liters I think they had to give me four bags of, of blood because this is how much internal bleeding I had and this wow. is how much blood I lost so I got most of it from one of my uncles.
0: Whoa. <laughs> so,
1: so imagine that. So, you know, in my father's eyes, and my eyes, okay, this guy saved me pretty mm-hmm. much. So we had to trust him. And I remember he was coming like, a, he came in, at my house probably in total four or five times, like once probably every week. Yep. He would position me in uh, upright position on my... Sorry about that. <laughs> no, <Nah>, you're good. <laughs> he would position, position me upright sitting on a table letting my my pretty much uh, fractured leg uh, drop down. And because what you get after this type of, of, of uh, fracture, your muscles atrophy, you literally yeah. have no muscles at all. Everything is gone, so mm. you just see pretty much just the bone. Yeah. And imagine just just actually looking <laughs> at your leg, yeah. how, how detrimental it can be. So, and then you get also ankylosis on your knee. So you, you pretty much you have to gain back the whole movement. So you have to actually this is the most the most difficult part mm. because it's it's completely uh, blocked, so you have to actually unblock it pretty much. Yeah right. So yeah. he would put me sitting in upright position and he would push my my leg and and so you can actually every single time gain more and more move. Yep. So just
0: slowly, slowly
1: slowly. It. Yeah baby steps, baby steps every single day. And you have to pretty much do that and be consistent, go through the pain because you can understand just, it's not that simple, you know, it's completely blocked. You have to push, to to push through pain every single day. So he told me, okay, this is what you're going to do. He left me and I have to do, I had to do it every day by myself because I didn't have like my parents every day being in in the house to look after me and, you know, like do it for me. So I had to do it myself. But i'm actually fortunate for that because it, it's one of the things that built my mindset yeah so i remember myself being so determined to become healthy and, and and fix the problem as fast as possible so i would wake up every single day i would sit on the table yeah. put the other leg position my other leg on top of of the damaged one and push through pain i would scream i would cry because the pain it was so so severe but i was so determined to make it yeah so i would do that three four times a day i would start pretty much doing pull-ups and push-ups and and chin-ups because i was so i couldn't handle uh, the idea the way i looked and how weak i felt so it pushed me so much to, to pretty much get back
0: stronger as fast as possible yeah not just mentally but physically again so with that, obviously saying is the a very important lesson to help develop your mindset. Yep. Now, when you say that, was that uh, like, did you have any more inspiration? Was anyone kind of helping you get into that mindset? Was that all just you just kind of, I can do this? So I uh, saw
1: so it's actually the person, it's actually my father.
0: Right. So yep. my father would see that I
1: can actually handle pain and, and, and the challenge and everything. And he would push me even more. Yeah. And and this is exactly um, the person that actually made me like so strong mentally. Mm. So I definitely had it. It's definitely on my genes. I don't know, like my past lives and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> you know my genes and everything. Sometimes they come things on. just can't be explained. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. like it, you just feel it. You just feel <laughs> it inside of you. That's it. So you just have this. This strength that comes from within, and then I had my father like as a figure because I remember as long as I like as long as I remember myself, I look, I looked up to my dad. Yep, you had all these kids; they would have posters of Michael Jackson, of athletes, of Jordan, yeah. of this. I, I would never do that. I literally refused, and I actually questioned. I was I was asking everyone why do you actually do that? Why do you
0: idolize? Yeah, hunger? why do yeah. you? Like, I,
1: yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand it. And it goes back to religion also because I, I it just couldn't agree with me actually having someone so much above you that, that blindly you just follow. Mm. I,
0: I, I couldn't
1: agree. I couldn't yeah. agree with that. Yeah, it. yeah, that's fair enough. And I just had my dad because he would push me so much and stuff like that. I wouldn't idolize him, but I would see him as someone that I wanted to be like yep. i wanted to be like my dad you this know. is the only person
0: yeah and definitely obviously you probably didn't know it since then as well Of like what he was trying to do to help no you no about, and i would question it a lot, lot yeah, again yeah i would question that behavior like i remember actually asking my mom mom
1: does dad love me yeah why why he pushes me so much why he does he doesn't just tell me you know uh, you know i love you it's okay yeah. you know it's okay just relax you know yeah, everything yeah. is gonna be okay take take a day off yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it you know
0: but but later through life I actually realized what he was trying to yeah. do having a bit of like that self-reflection once again and looking back and go ah, yeah, now yeah. I got you dad got you now I was now. getting my aha moment <laughs> cool man That that's I think that's probably a very key point like, moment in your life oh, to kind of massive you. massive yeah.
1: and I remember like after that like everything seemed to me so easy yeah like no matter what people were telling me yeah like from, from sports, from, you know, like the training, the really hard training sessions that you would have, like, you would see like, okay, you are, you have to do like 7K swimming, for example, like in, in, in a session, just in one afternoon. And I would see it, I was like, ah, it's okay. We can do it. You know, everything seemed so easy for me afterwards. And I was always, I would always say to, to everyone, it's okay, I can do that.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Like when people like you said itself like a 7k swim or even other challenges people got to remember and i quoted this from david goggins that there's always an end to the pain but people always get caught up with their emotions and then it's just very hard and that's like oh yeah yeah key battle to mental strength and they give up too fast yeah they give up too fast definitely very hard (laughs) (laughs) very
1: hard it's hard it's not easy it's it's not an easy thing to do but especially for me despite everything that we said about like you know feeling that you are designed like that Mm. to push hard and everything having that experience of of death at this age it definitely like made it like way way more intense for me
0: sure put like the kind of importance of how important life is kind of thing like yeah definitely cool man so that was that was your teenage years pretty much so Tell me about like 18 years old that's when you finished school correct yes yes any major events kind of now you're an adult and i know and i do believe that you said you finished school and you didn't know what to do which oh, like which a, is as you can understand a normal kind of common <laughs> problem with everyone yep. tell me what, what was next what was your next kind of chapter in your life when you're at that age so
1: so i pretty much finished i finished school yep uh i had to actually go back and have a massive surgery because I had to remove the, the metallic bar from inside my leg and everything, yep. which you have to do it because you still, you know, you are in development. So you have to remove it. Yep. Like it's, it's a normal procedure. It was another really harsh event for me. Because okay. as you can understand, again, you have to go un- under anesthetic. Yep. You know? They have to pretty much make a really hard, like really big incision in the same, in the same place again drill inside your, <laughs> your bone wow. yeah. to remove the whole thing as you can understand the rehabilitation again after that it's exactly the same exactly thing the same. Wow. Yep. and the problem was back then because they actually it, it was almost they butchered me like uh, I wish I had a picture to show you yeah. how my leg looked <laughs> after getting out of the I hospital imagine. <laughs> it was like literally like my leg was so swollen I couldn't move at all this is how swollen so it was. And I was looking at my leg <laughs> and, and like I was almost freaking out. Wow. Because it looked so bad that, that, that y- you couldn't actually think otherwise. You, you would think, oh, there must be something wrong with it. But again, I pushed through it. It took me probably again like a couple of months to recover. Again, I pushed through training and everything. Yep. And, you know, it was again another event, pushed mm-hmm. me even further. And then I just was lost the yep. only thing the only thing i knew at that moment was sports Yeah, so i had to pretty much succeed in 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 what you know what career i followed there with water polo and stuff like that but i could see that it wasn't something that it could actually provide me you know uh, enough money you know even if you succeed this sport it's not actually from that ones that you, you can yeah. actually make a living it's really difficult very few people well, you actually. have to be
0: like top of the top kind of and then yeah nah, even that's not nah. guaranteed as well yeah nah, nah. really really hard so yeah. i remember
1: myself i just i just wanted to to train every single day and i made that decision to to push myself to challenge myself mm-hmm. with 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 work yep So because I had my uncles, you know, like I could actually go and work with them anytime I wanted. Uh, My family, we had a family business, so I actually had a lot of choices as a teenager, pretty much like, okay, say an adult, like a new adult now. I had a lot of decisions, a lot of paths to
0: choose, and I chose to to go and work with one of my uncles and do like a really, really hard job. Just uh, pause there. So what were the other kind of possible pathways did you think about before deciding when you don't know or no i I had no like yeah that was i really didn't know i I really didn't want to actually go
1: to to university and stuff like that straight away so i wanted to take some time off and actually like work a bit and and see how it is to pretty much make money like how to to work hard because I was a hard worker until then, like with with sports and, and everything, like mm. I had that work ethic.
0: New, new, new challenge kind of thing. That's yeah, it, yeah. I wanted to
1: challenge myself in, in another way and yeah. pretty much start earning money as, as, a, as an 80 year old, like most 18 year olds want to do. And you know, I had different, different paths that I could choose and I just, okay, I'm gonna do this. So yeah. I, I chose, to pretty much go with one of my uncles and, you know, see it as an apprenticeship in the beginning because, you know, you have to learn the skill and everything. And uh, and pretty much I became a painter.
0: (laughs) Nice, man. So, what was your uncle's business?
1: So, he he was a painter. A painter as well. A painter. He was one of the best uh, painters in uh, my city. So, he was really successful and stuff like that. He always had, you know, like
0: uh, work and everything. So, just kind of painting a picture. So geez no pun intended uh he'd make the like, paintings and then just kind of like a retail store to sell them is that kind no, of no, not paint. a painter like uh to actually paint buildings and the uh, radio right, so like yeah. architecture and that kind of stuff like buildings and everything like yeah that. yeah everything right, everything yep.
1: internal external like
0: yep. the whole thing, now. The whole thing. Sweet. yeah
1: yeah how'd you find that oh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was really difficult for me to adjust in the beginning because as you can understand you have to be in a completely different environment yeah so I was really a bit OCD with you know cleaning less and 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 be clean and stuff like that and then you had to go in an environment that you have to pretty much be always in dirt. you know like do the whole thing and always you have paint on your face and you know it was a completely different thing working outside with the Sun pretty much (laughs) you know burning all the time like it was it was a completely different environment but again really challenging yeah it was really challenging and because it's so physical so i went straight like i went straight away from 18 years old pushing myself so hard because i had to do a really physical job then training the afternoon again push myself physically even more and then study also at the same time because you still had
0: the, uh, you know, I still had to do my English and, and, and everything else. Definitely. Busy, so I still had some stuff to do. Busy, yeah. busy life, a full-time job, painter, and then pretty much, yeah. As job. long as
1: I remember myself,
0: I never I never was the kid yeah. sitting in the corner
1: like you see kids nowadays with an iPad or watching just TV, just playing video games. Mm. It wasn't that. Mm. I did the video game thing a lot, but, you know, I would play a couple of hours and then always, you know, do my sports, you know, go outside,
0: play with kids, yep. always. Kind of limit yourself, yeah, yeah. Always, always. You see the zombie kind of faces kids portray when oh. it's just watching a screen. It's like brainwashing at its finest, <laughs> isn't it? It's pretty It's pretty sad. But, its if,
1: but even ourselves, like, do you remember yourself when you actually got exposed to, to pretty much an iPhone or something like that yeah. in the beginning? Personally, myself, I remember, I refused to actually, like, get an iPhone when they got out, because I could see my brother spend so much time and I, I would question it. I was like, why do you do that? Yeah, And, and, and I was actually pretty much, you know, making fun of him. Mm. And then I, I actually got the iPhone and that became the same thing, probably even worse. And I would feel so bad
0: about myself. It's definitely important to think, you know, don't let the phone use you, you use the phone. Yeah. And it's like... But you don't have the capacity. No man, even it's, I'm, it's a drug. It's a I'm, harsh drug, man. I'm definitely guilty of it and it's something <laughs> I've been trying to limit. Like it's just as bad as any other addiction, like a drug oh. addiction. Like oh. it's foreign as well. hundred percent. You know? Yeah.
1: But it's definitely worse <laughs>
0: than yeah than even drugs like cocaine. We like. think like a normal setting now, it's just like in oh. a whole environment you just see people on their phones.
1: Yeah. Like, just just go inside a cafe or something and observe. Yeah. Just sit there and observe like how people they spend their time.
0: Hmm. Very scary, that's for sure. It like is. and you think what what could be next? <laughs> like it's at such a point where they've kind of I don't know, I think that the smartphone kind of era is kind of plateaued a bit. And yep, I think definitely. they're waiting for like the next, the next big thing. Next big revolution which is gonna be scary <laughs> as and oh, man. Because because well. the problem <laughs> is
1: technology advances so fast that evolutionary we we haven't caught up yet like we're so so behind like you know
0: to adapt to what's happening that's the problem cool man so you obviously did the few years as a painter and
1: I actually lasted five and a half years five and a half years five and a half at the same time actually after the first year I actually got into the University (laughs) funny enough to actually study aquaculture Yep. which was something that, you know, so foreign to myself and something that de- I definitely didn't have the passion to, to learn. Yep. But I gave it a go. Yep. So imagine now my lifestyle from 20 years old. So I was still playing water polo in a really good level. Mm-hmm. All me semi-professional. I would study for the university and I had to pretty much, you ha- I had to drive uh, two or three times per week uh, 45 minutes because the university was 45 minutes away, to go back and forth, to go and attend the classes. Yep. Work as a painter at the same time, and wow. like imagine, just imagine how so how sure. active I was,
0: <laughs> how active I was. So wow, that's a bit of a juggle, that's for sure. Like <laughs> you obviously threw yourself in these situations, just challenging yourself. I think that's something you kind of thrived on constantly, constantly. Mm. So. What was the next stage of your life then? Obviously, you're doing that for a bit with this full time study. Was it full time? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. And then painting, kind of. Yeah.
1: So, so I was making a living yeah. with the painting. You know, I was still playing my sport. Yep. I would still like even train at that gym because I like from 18 years old I actually loved going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So as you can understand, like you know, as most people do, and uh, most teenager, and then like uh, have the study, work, sports. And then I started also a relationship, <laughs> nice. which okay. gave me the opportunity to actually get away from the house, from yep. my household. So I, I made that decision when I was 21 years old to get out from the comfort zone even more mm-hmm. and go and live with my pretty much girlfriend at that point and, and, and give it a go, you know, to coexisting with a female
0: at this age. How was that? Oh, it was really challenging again. Yeah. <laughs> another thing to juggle with oh. <laughs>
1: so like uh, like i would i would just constantly like throw throw more things to, to
0: towards myself mm-hmm. <laughs> to to challenge myself even more why do you why do you kind of constantly challenge yourself was it just a more of a this is what i need to do to get better was it more like because you know because some people love to take the easy way you know oh. there's I can't be bothered i hated it yeah i hated it that just wasn't you just didn't resonate with you no okay yeah didn't resonate at all all with
1: me and the problem was because i received so much love from my family like i wish i wish every kid in the world had this much love from the parents yeah like like i couldn't thank them enough Mm. and because it was so good and I, i was feeling so full of of love and i never literally missed anything it, it was so easy for me. Like, because I was feeling like so good, I wanted like, I didn't like it at all. I actually didn't like it. I wanted to push myself. This is the only thing that I wanted to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And because of that harsh experience, ex- experience that I had with the accident, I saw everything. I, I could see everything that it would be so easy for me. I had the, I had the, the mindset that I could accomplish everything yep. because of that. Because I faced death, mm-hmm. everything else is so easy. So, just just try everything
0: sounds like it's like a concept of living each day like it was your last since the accident
1: that's it that's mm. it that's it it's I, not easy push yourself as much as possible yeah definitely man totally agree and 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 literally i remember everyone uh, that i had close yeah that they were questioning me and they were saying to me theo slow down just slow down like the way you're going you're gonna be 25 like close to 30 years old and you're gonna be burned yeah, because this is how much I I, I would push every
0: single day. Yeah, you know, those people that just settle for the mediocre kind of lives, eh? Then they're the ones. Okay, take a day off. You're all good, nah. man. That's why it's kind of you need that kind of support. Yeah, people yeah, to definitely, push you. yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I man. definitely didn't didn't have people telling me no, push yourself even more. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it, and like you said, I was just
1: self driven. You just kept telling yourself, "That's
0: oh, it, I'm going to do." And this.
1: especially because I haven't discovered yet. What I wanted to do with life, what yep. my my life's purpose is, yep. I would just try everything. Like whatever came towards my mm. way, I would just try it. I wouldn't say no to anything. This,
0: yeah, I would do it. Cool, man. So, so um, I know 25. There was a big, big event in your life. Yep. It's kind of my right to say that's the next kind of step to where you were now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell, tell us Definet- what yeah. Tell definitely. Yeah. Definitely. there, man. A hundred percent. So definitely, when I reached. Uh,
1: I was 20 25 25 and a half years old so pretty much i decided to to try something different so i hated my my relationship pretty much Mm -hmm. so as you can understand like you know it didn't work out Uh, it was a really controlling relationship that actually i lost myself so it made things way worse for me and i decided to live to live like uh, the the career with you know working with my uncle Mm -hmm. Because I could see like I couldn't see myself, I couldn't limit myself being something like like a painter. I, I could actually feel that I had way way bigger potentials to do something way better in life, yeah, and this is something that I could sense from my young age, yep. so I said, okay, I'm going to leave this, I'm going to try something different." so I actually got a job as a as a courier, which. Yep. Is, you know, I can't determine if it's a big step up or whatever, but it was just something Some different to try. Yeah. Yep. A different skill, yep. you know, like something that I would, I saw it again as a challenge because it was something new to me. So I got this job as a courier and uh, I would work for the post office pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I had as my territory uh, pretty much the, the center of the city, which was pretty pretty brutal, as you can understand, yep. because it's pretty busy, yep. you had to drive like a maniac every single day just to, you know, to pretty much uh, accomplish exactly what you had to do. And at the same time, I decided also to, to leave that relationship, that toxic relationship yep. that I, I was into. So I had to go back home. Yeah. So I had to actually like move back in with my family mm-hmm. to go back to the comfort zone which as you can understand i didn't like it yeah so this was the first one. Second one new job and then new girlfriend during new relationship so i put myself straight away to our new relationship without allowing myself to pretty much heal and and discover pretty much what i wanted to do yeah so i put i i put someone else responsible for my happiness again So, all these different events, as you can understand, they led me to complete, I wouldn't say failure, but... Like rock bottom. Rock bottom. Yeah. Rock bottom. Because this lasted for six months. So, I lost the new girlfriend. Yep. I lost my job. Wow. And I was in that environment, like, living back with my family. Yep. As
0: a twenty-five-year-old, almost so like twenty-six, just years. when you thought you were taking a step forward, you're like two steps back now. You know, like, everything crashed. Yeah, so I was completely lost. Didn't want,
1: didn't know what I wanted to do in life. Yeah, I lost everything that I had, and I had again to rely on my parents. Yeah, which again, parents in Greece they will never tell you you're on your own. Yeah, they will yep. get you back, and they will help you any means. Yeah. which. In a in a sense, yeah okay you have someone to to pretty much to 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 look after you, but is it good? Is it (laughs) gonna benefit yeah. Is it beneficial? I don't think it is. Yeah. You know, because you go back and you know no matter what, you have a safety point. You know no matter what happens in life, you're gonna go back to that.
0: And as a male especially, it's it's actually not a good thing. Yeah, you have to be forced in those situations where you know there's there's no thought you just said safety point there's no backup like nah. if i don't do this i'm i'm screwed like I that's have, it yeah definitely that's it it's definitely situations people need to be thrown yeah. in more yeah yeah
1: and for someone uh, someone like myself that i lived life throwing myself into the deep always yep. into the challenge into the struggle and stuff to go back to
0: that yeah it was just
1: uh, it just destroyed me psychologically
0: so let's delve into that moment in your life. So I, let's just... I'd like to say you were pretty depressed if I'm wrong to assume that. You down and out or were you, were you more just like, I'm going to get through this. Tell us about the mind. I really want to delve into this because I think yeah. it's a big moment where yes, definitely it makes or breaks you pretty much.
1: I don't really think I ever became depressed in my life. Okay, like yep. I would never label myself like that even to my darkest moments. Yep. I don't think I actually reached to that point Yep, because... I, I was really strong mentally, but the thing is I remember myself for the whole period of the three months that I I literally spent most of my time inside my room Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with myself again, dwelling to the whole thing, crying like really often, I would would be so dark, I would be so sad, and I was trying to figure it out, and I would ask again why this happened to me why i can't i can't like i can't seem to actually find what what my purpose is why why like I, like i lost my relationship why i lost my job like i would mm-hmm. i would be so dark and that would the, the worst thing that i did also it's closed up to myself again because everybody wanted to communicate with me but i would completely pretty much close them outside. Yeah yeah it was me build that
0: wall yeah
1: straight away i would always have this wall yeah and i would just i just wanted to, to to dwell with things just by myself it was me and my mind mm-hmm. that's it inside the room yeah just spending countless hours trying to figure things out
0: trying to give answers to my wife definitely that's must be a trait in some people because that's something i would do as well like i'm very emotionally independent like I don't let AP win. It's like I sort my own stuff out because this is my problem. Which is, yeah, it's it's a, it's could be it can be a good or bad thing it exactly can. because it can either build you up as it did to me,
1: obviously it did it yep. to
0: you also, or it can actually go the other way. It can be even fatal. There's definitely moments where you do need to let people in. Only not everyone. No, not everyone. Yeah, Definitely. One
1: hundred percent. Just just people that you trust. Cool man. Because the thing is, I actually had a lot of people close to me. Yeah. That you know like they could give me good advice they would actually uh, help me you know any means but mm.
0: I, I always chose to be by myself yeah. always 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 ind- i would never let anyone in independent individual yep yeah cool man so three months it was very big what happened next kind of helping you out of kind of uphill um winning say whatever you wanted labeled as yeah so when you see the light
1: so the rock bottom pretty much it actually helped me to, to me, like uh, make really important decisions for, for you know for my for my life pretty much. So from all this darkness and, and sadness that I had and like you know pretty much going back and forth with, with myself I made like really important decisions. So one of them it was actually study physiotherapy. Yep. This was one of mm-hmm. the things then I had to support myself, so by any means, I had to actually find a job. Yep. So I made that decision, okay, I have to support myself. I can't rely on my parents, I can't ask money from my parents, so I have to get a job, yep. earn a living, and then pretty much pay also for my studies because it was a, a pretty much a, a private uh, college where I, I decided to study. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to do this. So for the first time, I actually made some sort of proper goals, Despite I never had the guidance, okay, you have to sit down, yeah. write things out, have a proper, like, pretty much like a compass to show you exactly where you're heading. Mm-hmm. I was everything doing, everything with with my mind. I was always visualizing things. So I think it was the first time that I actually make made some proper goals. Because the thing is, okay, when you actually decide to to study, it's two, three, four years that, okay, you make a three or four year plan. Yeah, This was the first thing. And then I had to support that. And I had to, to
0: pretty much get a job. So when you were doing those, like, kind of, you said you had to do it all on your own pretty much when you're doing these goal-setting techniques. Was it all just visualization? Was there any, like, writing things down or anything? Nah. like Just all in your mind? All everything? in my mind. Okay, cool.
1: I taught myself from a young kid as long as I remember
0: yep. to do everything with my mind. So when how would you path it out? So you like you said, you just kind of visualize just, like a three to four year plan of what what you going to do and what your end goal was and how you're going to... Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah.
1: I could picture myself, especially when I started like a, going into the classes and studying and
0: stuff like that, I would picture
1: myself pretty much going through the years. I could vision myself, you know, like wearing that white pretty much clothing yep. and stuff that you wear in the clinics and everything. So I would just make those, those visualizations mm-hmm. thinking of who I wanted to become for the next you know, three, three four years. It's very and important. I built this image on my mind that this is what I wanted. I
0: think it's a very important technique, isn't it? You kind of look into that future and being go, okay, if I continue, let's say that you're going down the wrong path, if I continue to keep going down this wrong path, who am I going to become? It's like- And you, you have to. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and in life, this is exactly what what we have to do. Mm. You always have to
1: pretty much discover the next person that you're gonna be, yeah. because you have to, we, we we have to evolve. That's it. You have to evolve always to a new person. Yeah. And the problem is that people they hold this this identity that they create, like from you know the person that they carry from from pretty much childhood and stuff. They're so afraid to to let this person go, this identity, that this is li- that this is what limits them and doesn't allow them to evolve. And grow and
0: mm. and become better
1: and learn new skills and what goes with,
0: with all that. Oh cool, man! And on the subject of goal setting, do you still apply the same principles to your goal setting today as you did in the past, or you got no. like a okay, so you got like more techniques? How would you map out your goals like in today, kind of ideal setting? So, or-
1: so especially the the last three years after exposing myself to into. Proper personal development and everything yep. and listening to podcasts, you know, studying that. What right kind of books.
0: recommendations would you give out? Any certain ones that kind of, oh. or is it just too much to kind of... No, no, no. Just like YouTube and stuff and then just podcasts and... That. You
1: can find everything even on YouTube, but yep. especially with podcasts, like the first podcast that actually intrigued me and put me into the right path was uh, Addicted to Success uh, by Joel Brown. Joel Brown. Joel Brown. Yep. Yep. He's actually a guy from, from Perth, like really yep. successful. Mm-hmm. And this is the first podcast that I actually listened to and got me into really heavily into personal development.
0: Yep. It's cool, man. And well, some of the subjects you talk about just, is obviously the name implies itself. So you can understand to Success. It has to do yep. with pretty much, you know, giving you the tools yep. to succeed. So,
1: the structure is he he interviews successful people, the most successful people from every industry, from from you know from just
0: yeah all kind of
1: aspect, all kinds yeah, of yeah. from Tony Robbins to Pretty Much uh, Les Brown, like every
0: from speakers to Pretty Much every everybody that you can imagine. It's ask like what kind of techniques they use to kind of get to with their success. Cool, exactly. That's that's and as you can understand for someone like me
1: that. I came from from this country that you are so like narrow-minded and you don't get exposed to, to, to this kind of stuff all of a sudden every single podcast mm-hmm. that I would listen to I was having breakthroughs I, I like I will never forget that. yeah it was like almost that this is the thing that I needed to hear yeah in order actually to speed up my my the process of of growing and, yeah. and everything
0: it's always good to have a plan isn't it like I think you know, was it any idiot with a plan could beat a genius with no plan. Like, it's <laughs> it's so true.
1: No and matter what talents you have or skills or, you know, your potentials, unless you actually make a proper plan, this is the only way that you're mm. going to accomplish. And
0: It's also a thing to remember as well that, you know, plans doesn't have to be in a one-set kind of direction. There's so many ways, but oh. obviously important to know what resonates with you the most. I think that's an important 100%. Point. Yeah. Cool, man. That's cool. So let's backtrack to... <laughs> Uh, you were 25 and then you decided you were going to be a physiotherapist and then like you said you are doing the visual techniques and that kind of thing Yep. so what was next tell me so yeah
1: like uh, so the next three years of my life I would literally study yep. practice as much as possible because I loved it yep. I actually had the need like I remember actually from a young kid I actually had the need to feel I'm mm-hmm. actually a really touchy feely person yep. so and and like as soon as we did the first practical you know subjects and stuff like that like with massage and you know manipulation and everything i would literally ask every person that i had close in my life Mm. to practice my parents my brother my friends i would go everywhere (laughs) just let me just let me practice yeah straight away
0: and just with even with you talking about it i could see it was obviously resonates with you a lot so obviously you found that kind of Passion, to your passion, kind of passion. your
1: purpose, yeah. that kind of thing. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved yep. it. So, so I would practice all the time. I yep. would study. At the same time, I had to work. So as you can understand again, yeah. like, you know, my, my schedule was, <laughs> yeah. I was barely sleeping. Oh, man. But anyway, when you,
0: you do I was, anything.
1: I was, I was in my, yeah, no, I was operating like according to my pretty much cool. my purpose. So I had, a, I had, I would
0: wake up every single day. And I would be happy and I That's had cool. something to, to look forward to. That's cool. That's it. And it's always good to kind of wake up on, okay, this is what I'm going to mm. do today. Yeah. I didn't care. I would work like so many hours. Yep. Like I was working as a waiter also. Yeah.
1: You know, through the process, I, I actually did so many different jobs and stuff like that. Mm. Again, because... I even tried real estate really? <laughs> for yeah. a while. I even tried, uh, I, w- I worked as a manager in a, in a big uh, uh, fast food restaurant. Like I tried every possible thing mm. that you can imagine.
0: Yeah. I think that's good though. You it know? is. It yeah. is. Because
1: yeah. it taught me so many different things. Like every single job that I did, it gave me different skills. Yeah. Different yeah, skills.
0: Definitely good. So what was the next kind of chapter in your life? So you obviously finished your studies. So- yeah. So finish
1: the studies, uh, after you finish, you actually have to pretty much find a clinic so you can go and uh, do a practical course yep. and stuff like that to prepare you for mm-hmm. full time job. I did that and because I was fortunate enough, uh, I got a position in, a, in the best, pe- pretty much physio clinic in my city. So the, the owner and the manual therapist that, that he owned the clinic pretty much, he actually was the best in the city. So, you know, what's the best thing to actually learn from from mm. the most successful person in the area that you actually chose yep. to, to follow? So I was fortunate enough. And, and, and the cool thing about this person was that he could see my potentials. It was actually the first time that I saw someone believing so much in myself, except myself, because I was really confident with myself always. Yep. So I saw that, and he would give me always like hard tasks. He would actually allow me to to pretty much sign in that environment yeah which 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 after six months he offered me actually like a job he actually offered me to be the physiotherapist in a, in a in a hub handball team and it was actually a, a a team that was playing also in europe cool. so it was the best in the country wow and he was playing also in europe and he would uh, give me also a job as a as the physiotherapist to look after a football team That's so cool. he gave me a lot of opportunities yeah but but there was a but because <laughs> because what happened the next um, I met actually like through through the whole process especially like like being in the cleaning and stuff and and loving everything that I did I found the next woman a really important woman in my life which was the most important one mm. which was the woman that I actually made my wife after three years wow and that changed everything yeah Yes. In what way? In the way that it was probably the probably the biggest challenge. Yep. Another I've, another major event in your life. Major yep. event. Because yep. it was an older woman. It yep. was a woman that actually had a, she had a, a kid,
0: yep. a twelve year
1: old kid. To so expose so to
0: the family kind of, side it, of
1: it. It, it went against every single belief that we have in Greece. Yep. And it was someone so open minded and this is what i loved a lot so it was so open minded she actually came from australia this mm-hmm. is why <laughs> this is how I, <laughs> sorry, This sorry how start. i actually yep. came here so i got exposed to something new so it was it was a person so driven it was a person like a, it was a female so so adventurous so open minded that i loved it mm. and so challenging so again i saw this next big challenge in that relationship okay so tell us about it the so new pre- challenge in your life <laughs> so yeah it was it was actually massive so so despite i loved what i was doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: i made that decision i always like as you can understand i always followed my heart in every single decision that i made yep. almost not like never my mind yep so it was a really passionate relationship from the beginning because I gave her things that she never had, yep. and she gave me things that I never had, yep. and it worked so well mm. like it was it was so passionate, like these really fiery relationships that you that you can you know see from couples out there. Yep. so we started really well, like I, I, I loved it so much because it was such a big adventure for myself, and it allowed me to open my mind even more. It was exactly what I needed at that point yeah but at the same time it actually made me actually it put me in, in in such a fine balance with everything because I had to make again soon really really important decisions in my life because she offered me the opportunity to actually come to Australia because she would she she would actually come back here because she lived in Greece for about eight to nine years and she would come back so I had to make a big decision either stay where I am follow my passion with physiotherapy and you know all the things that I was doing there and and stay again in in the same environment that I lived all my life or pretty much make the, the massive decision to leave everything that I knew till that moment because I was 29 years old and actually go to the unknown for the first time so much. It was literally the unknown for me for the first time. Even when I was, I was sitting with myself actually trying to picture it. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, Oh, it was actually really scary. But at the same time for me, this is, this is it.
0: This is my. And definitely another important note to have. You you even said before, you never went any anywhere outside the country. Never. I would, I would pretty much see
1: almost everything in Greece. Yeah, I, w- I went everything, the islands. Like you know, I, see, I saw the lifestyle the best way possible. Like I partied when I was young. Like I saw everything, but never I have seen in my life a different culture. Yep, never, I, and I couldn't picture it, like because I haven't been anywhere else.
0: So obviously, yeah, those two big decisions in your life. Obviously, you yep. know what decision you chose. How hard was it to make that decision? Okay, so I had, okay, imagine what I had to go through.
1: So I had to let my parents know that <laughs> I have a relationship yeah. with another woman, yep. eight, eight years older than me, that has a, <laughs> a kid, 20 years, uh, a 12 year old kid, that I'm willing to pretty much leave the family, leave the environment, leave the love, leave my friends. Leave my career as a physiotherapist. That it was something that I was passionate about, and I could actually become really good. To go to the unknown and somewhere that yeah, you never know what will happen. Like take this massive risk. Mm. And again, I had the fear of actually telling to my parents because, as you can understand, people are not so open-minded. You know, as you can understand, because of the religion and everything else. But fortunate enough. Despite I had the fear, my family, was supportive. Even my father, despite he was like, he's the one, you know, as you can understand, you know, the dads are always like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the toughest one. The toughest area. one. Yeah, yeah. especially, because, yeah. yeah. Because they loved me so much, they accepted everything. We had a conversation. I even actually like, uh, I actually allowed the thing to happen actually for them to meet. My, my partner, my future wife, pretty much. And them so they actually saw everything and yeah I had to I had to make that decision
0: I had to make Not that an decision. easy decision to make no Let's tell us next my friend so next it was it was the year that I actually
1: understood what the goal setting is like, like in such a deep level because I made that decision I had the dates I had to book flights I had to pretty much make decision. I have to work the whole year to make money, to save money pretty much so much for the first time Mm. for a goal and and prepare myself as much as I could, as much as possible for that unknown. So I had this whole year of pretty much working most of the days. I I did actually two jobs as a physiotherapist Mm. and and as a waiter. I would train, I would work, I I would pretty much had... Every single day booked, no day is off. I would even work the weekends for a whole year mm. because I had this massive goal. I knew the dates that I had to go live. What I knew until that moment, as as what Theo is, and that's what my life is, my environment, and
0: go to something you different. Knew, didn't you? you just knew that was no other way? Back no to other self, into that corner. Yeah. No,
1: and and the thing is also the thing that pushed me also was that i was so unhappy inside all through my 20s even despite i found something that i loved with you know with with career and stuff i hated so many other things yeah. and i was always angry i was because because of that i would i would literally spend all my 20s also consuming uh, like Tons of caffeine and stimulants and pre-workouts. Yep. So as you can understand, I was a really full-on guy. Mm. A really full-on guy. Definitely, man. But always angry and and, and deep inside, unfulfilled. Yeah. So I knew that I had to try something different. I had to put myself again into that deep end. It's
0: two dangerous combinations there, that's for sure. Unfulfillment oh. and anger. Like, it's oh. <laughs> just, and I couldn't imagine because... You know, I had that same feeling when I was had my old job working in FIFO. And it was just like having that kind of self-reflection period. You're just like, this is not what I want to do. Sure, no. I can stay in this industry longer and save up more money. But it's like, I don't want to do this. And no. obviously, I'm sure yours was similar. Like, yeah. I don't want to keep doing this. Like- no.
1: And in order to actually, like, uh, to make it easier for you, you just consume, like, you know tons of like stimulants and everything else just to keep you you know like
0: um, motivated or
1: like you know
0: uh, it's hard it it is hard it is hard you see it so much so many people like they do the jobs they hate and you can see why like mental health oh 100% like so talked about 100% i've witnessed it firsthand it's it's not pretty
1: it's not, not nah. pretty at all it's it's a vicious cycle that to actually manage to to, to break this vicious cycle and, and, and break through and actually get get outside
0: yeah it's, it's, it's hard most of the times almost like it feels impossible like imagine doing something you hated every day and just it was just like Groundhog Day yeah again again but people <laughs> do that like it's was it like that Definition of insanity is trying to do something different but getting the same results. Like It's just like, no way. <laughs> nah. That's what, how I felt, like insane. Like It's just like, yep. I can't keep doing this. Nah. All right, man. So back to, obviously, you had the goals, you're saving up money. Obviously, you need to book flights pretty much. So and then let's talk about the next step. You went to Australia. You went to Brisbane first? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I moved into New Brisbane. China. Yep. What were your first thoughts when you landed? You are like, whoa. It's just like... <laughs> This is like nowhere to what I imagined to be. Pretty, nah. I could imagine. No. Nah. Tell us that. I, man. I tried
1: through the whole year to, to I was trying to picture how it was gonna be. It never ends up. But being, nothing yeah, prepares yeah. you. Nothing prepares you for that. So even from the moment I actually got got out the plane and and I was inside like walking around uh, like inside the airport, like from like the you know the police, the federal police, everything like you know they you see all these you know, in the customs and they ask the questions and everything. Like you get so nervous yeah. and yeah. you can't wait actually for everything to it's finish. It's like you're being
0: on trial kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. like
1: it was the first time that I was getting so, so, so like putting so, so on the spot and, you know, you try to prepare yourself as much as possible. That's it. So I actually went through the, the whole process, like as everyone and stuff. And then like, I remember the moment I got out and I see my, my partner, you know, my stepdaughter, yep. and and you know, my best friend. Like yep. afterwards, waiting for me, and as soon as I got out, everybody ran towards me, hugged me, welcome. And, you know,
0: yeah.
1: Felt welcome straight <laughs> away and I'm mm. like, Okay, this is it, this is my new start. So let's leave it.
0: Yep. What did you have as, like what did you bring with you? Like just a backpack or something like that, one bag or anything like that? No. I think I had. It's like a new transition to a new life. So oh I'm yeah, curious, yeah, yeah.
1: No man, just just some clothes. yeah, Some money with me, yep. and that was it. Yeah. Cool. Like man. really, really simple stuff. Yeah. I'm actually a massive minimalist, so I'm not someone that. That's
0: good. Oh, well, I think that's too definitely too materialistic that. these days, and it's just like an unfulfillment that people tend to do. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is another subject on its own. Yeah. I almost looked like a a, a backpacker or something. <laughs> <laughs> you could imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. So next step, you obviously. Welcome to your new life. Uh, a new
1: home. Yep. New environment.
0: Everything tell, was complete. Tell us, man. Tell us what, what happened. So,
1: yeah. So, the, in the beginning, like, as you can understand, because uh, in the beginning, like, you don't have the, the ability to work because of the visas and stuff like yep. that. So, my first thing, month, three months, I had, again, to struggle a bit. Because, yep. as you can understand, my Back partner, to struggle. Back to struggle. She had to support me in the beginning. I had for the first three months, just to pretty much- self-reflect again and try to figure it out because for me it was a new beginning Mm. no job no no income no nothing so I had to figure it out and it was really really hard because at the same time I got out from the bubble I was living in for for all my life for the first time and I started having all this realization I literally had a
0: shock yeah
1: everything started to click in i started like understanding why i'm angry why i didn't like you know like all those different things in greece Mm. and so i had that at the same time making the realizations and then the struggle of being completely almost like a newborn yeah
0: (laughs) completely that's that's cool man it's cool but it
1: pushes you pretty much to go to the next level
0: cool so those first three months obviously was a bit hard and then did you end up getting a visa to work? Yeah, so I got a student visa. Yeah. I okay. got married at the same time.
1: Wow! Well, I yeah. found my first job. So from being a physiotherapist, I had to go back to pretty much, you know, as, as a lot of the stories from immigrants you hear, like I actually my first job was working in a cafe restaurant, yeah. uh, working in the kitchen, doing the grill. Yeah, right. <laughs> so my my first job here in Australia was actually cooking. That's cool. So I right. became a cook. Yeah,
0: right. And, and it's something that I have never done before. Really? Just yeah, right. yeah.
1: I saw the opportunity. They asked me, "Okay, do you know how to cook?" Yeah, I can do
0: it. Everything is easy for me. It's like that uh, Richard Branson quote, you know, like "fake it till you make it." <laughs> man, I would always say yes.
1: I yeah. never said no. Never,
0: never, yeah, definitely, man. So
1: they gave me the opportunity. I turned up because I had the will, you know to work and stuff like that to, to actually yeah. provide i became actually good I, I was doing my job properly i would was that this is also mm. so as you can understand it's again for someone someone else it would be like really hard to to adapt yeah. and accept that you know it's also the status thing for a lot of males and stuff but for me i didn't care mm. and 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 yeah like okay i'm there i'm studying i'm working i'm earning money and you should see actually the first time i actually got paid <laughs> because the comparison it's actually like like way different and like with the wages wages yeah. and yeah, everything okay. so you know like i had the idea how how you know the how how much you earn as a waiter in greece when i left and when i got paid for for my first first week in in, in that restaurant and i got like 500 bucks for, for for one weeks,
0: yeah, <laughs> work.
1: I felt literally like a young kid in a candy store. Wow. This is how I felt. And I was
0: actually almost thirty years old. Mm. So Incredible. imagine. So it's always like a appreciation, isn't
1: it? Really? Oh. Yeah. And this is the first thing that I that I actually noticed. The difference that 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 kids like teenagers have here in Australia. They don't appreciate what they have. But I like could. They take it for granted, yeah. Yeah, they take everything from God. But I, I could because I struggled. Like I, I, I saw that something different, and this helped me a lot also here in Australia.
0: It's very hard, isn't it? Because they were never brought into that environment. So how can you have a, like, no. an appreciation until you've been no. into those environments? You yeah, can't. Yeah. You can never have yeah. an appreciation for what you really have. You know. That's a big problem. It is, it is. It, and I saw
1: that teenager inside, like, the, the the work environment there. They would see me, like, work so hard yeah. and stuff like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This, whoa, this, guy, this guy, almost 30 years old. And, and <laughs> they were so bored, like, always
0: on their phone. And I, I couldn't understand it.
1: Like, you're getting paid so much. Like, yeah. just
0: at least, <laughs> you know, give yeah, like, back. Yeah. And you, just like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, so, going a bit off topic, so you're, you're a man obviously that likes to throw yourself in uncomfortable situations, yep. obviously being comfortable with uncomfortable. Obviously, you know, getting involved in uncomfortable situations, there's obviously a fear. And obviously, you've been throwing yourself in those situations so many times. Is it something that grows from experience, or is it something just internal that you've just always wanted to thrive on? Did you always like get better? Getting thrown into those unconscious situations and adapting better, or was always just something you were just good at? How did you keep doing that self over and over again? So I think that's important. If
1: everything comes through experience. Okay. So, because this is something that I have done so many times in my life, it became second nature. Yep. So, I had that experience, I knew, and I had this certainty deep inside. That I can do everything, I can succeed in everything. Like even if someone told me go and become like a like a physicist or like a like a scientist or something, like can you do it? Straight away I would say yes. Yeah right. Because I know I will try so hard until I succeed. I know that. That's good man. Just- so a had this ended, like that's why like I would I would try everything. Yeah. Everything. How so experience, you, experience for me, it's 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 a massive thing. I think thing. that's a
0: very important quality a lot of people should have. You know, how how can people have more of that quality? Is it something that can be taught, or is it something that's always come, obviously, just born with it? How do you think people can you know help themselves to be more self-driven, to be more um, adapted to adversities like that? What would you recommend? You know, something as you've experienced a lot it's just keep doing what you do just put yourself in those uncomfortable situations or? yeah but
1: a lot of people they don't have that the capacity they don't have the
0: will or yeah. the capacity
1: to do that so for me it's all about mentorship and coaching yeah. so finding a mentor finding a coach to guide you yeah. and teach you how to do it right because it it is a massive skill that you can have
0: cool man it is a massive skill yeah definitely Something everyone can have? Like any- I learned in the hard way, mm.
1: but because I know nowadays you have like, you know, so- we have the ability to choose. For me, like actually getting a mentor or a coach, it's, it's the
0: best thing that you can do. Cool. It saves you definitely time. <laughs> how would someone kind of, they were just like, oh, how do I find a mentor or a coach? Where would they start? Do you reckon? Is it, what would you say? Someone asked you that question. If someone asks me a question, okay, that actually, a, that this is actually a tough one.
1: So, for me, for me, in in this day and age, the, the good thing is that you have everything accessible. Like you have so many choices. So, you can get it through podcasts. You actually don't have to pay for someone. Yeah. you can actually find someone that you can relate through a podcast, through YouTube through pretty much books, like you can find mentors everywhere in the beginning. And it's up to you which one you're gonna choose. And then like depending like how you progress, you can actually hire someone. Mm. And I believe like this is the next step because starting from the books, starting from, from, from a podcast, starting from pretty much even if you have someone in your environment and stuff like that that already succeeded at something, and, and just getting advice from this kind of people, it, it, can, it can literally like change the whole the
0: whole mindset. So pretty you. much just use the resources you have, exactly. which is obviously yeah. so many right now we do, which yeah. is very true. And, and we, all, we, all, we all actually through
1: our lifetime, we actually get these people all of a sudden. Mm. We, we interact with people, like really important people in our lives, that you can actually get them, as a mentor, you can actually, like in a good sense, take advantage of it and allow that person mm-hmm. to teach you. Or okay, you can, you know, a lot of people they have the ego, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do don't, I don't need. Yeah. I yeah. don't need that. Stuff. Like yeah. you know, I'm 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 awesome. I'm already like good. Yeah. I don't need. I don't need that kind Definitely, of stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of people they will offer advice and they will offer to support
0: or help you, but a That's lot not. of times we actually. Yeah. People don't want <laughs> to, Yeah. 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 Cool, because man. we limit ourselves. Cool, that's, that's a good topic to talk about. So, back to your next chapter. So, you obviously, you got a job, cook. Tell us about the transition to new life in Australia, in Brisbane. So,
1: through, through the, whole, uh, the whole process of studying and working and stuff like that, my relationship <laughs> was falling apart. Yep. So, the person that I met in Greece... What I found out here and how our relationship developed, Mm -hmm. it was a completely different story. Yeah. So we had serious issues, serious issues with communication. She was really unhappy. Like she actually had depression and I got exposed for the first time to something like that. So actually living in in an environment with someone that's depressed, unhappy Mm. and always negative. Yeah and And for someone like me with some the complete opposite, always happy and I seek, like I always look at the positive side of things, it was killing me completely, yeah so I saw my job and my studies as my <laughs> as like I saw it pretty much as my escape from that environment, so I would always seek excuse to work more <laughs> to. To go as many times as possible at my studies, so I can actually escape from that
0: environment. Wow, and this that is w- yeah, that would be a pretty toxic environment. I could imagine. Oh, yeah, it, depression it, and negativity, like they go hand in hand. Really, it's nah. so bad. I've witnessed it. It's, it's horrible. Yeah.
1: Which, which
0: the thing is also because I,
1: I made a, a decision with myself to actually I put myself responsible for that person's, for my wife's happiness. Yeah. it made things even worse. Because yeah. I dedicated pretty much all those years like living, living in Brisbane, trying to find, uh, to find a way to, to pretty much help her
0: mm.
1: break through depression. Yep. And, and I was trying like so, so hard that I completely lost myself. Yeah. So my focus
0: was there. And it's so hard, isn't it? Because no matter what you do, always comes from within obviously you can support that individual but if they're not willing yeah, nah, to help themselves nah. it's so it's it, and it's horrible and it's, this
1: is a massive mistake that I did yeah. because
0: well like you said you had no man, not, like you didn't know how nah, to do you know with, like yeah. I had I had no one
1: to consult also because I was in a new country with like pretty much by myself yeah. I had no one from my environment that I lived for so many years and at the same time I didn't know how to deal with the situation so I was making that mistake constantly using the word help. Yeah. So I would turn around and and tell her pretty much, let me help you. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: which to a depressed person, it doesn't, it doesn't go well because you make them think straight away that there's something wrong with them. So I was making things even worse.
0: And obviously with the negativity, it just,
1: so I became pretty much, I became the enemy. Uh, like uh, my partner, like she lost completely the respect yep. towards me. My stepdaughter, the same thing. So all of a sudden I became pretty much the black sheep wow. to everyone. That's a- and I lost myself in the process. And, and I put myself in this really, really, really bad situation, trying to please everyone, mm. trying to keep everyone happy. Because if I didn't do that, I had to pretty much go back. Yep. This is my my only option. I had no other option. So, as you can understand, I had no choice but to suck it up
0: and try to do the best the best possible. Did it end up getting better or just nah, not
1: really. No. It, it can't get better. Like yeah, it yeah. would only get worse. And I think it's also because I started like through the whole, you know, this this toxic environment that was happening inside the house, despite all that, everything outside that was going really well for me. So I was becoming successful even after my studies as a practitioner. Uh, I was, I was making really good connections with people and stuff like that because they could see in a sense, my potentials and my true self and I, I am someone that I can actually connect with people in such a deep level. So everything outside, the household was going really well just inside yeah. as soon as i was
0: getting inside the house i was just just miserable like so that uh good analogy isn't it you're trying to swim up and there's just someone just pulling nah. you down that's what happens i actually up. i actually heard
1: something really cool uh, cool recently from Dorian Yates in one of the interviews interviews yep. that he gave yep. and he described uh, pretty much how it is when you have a psychedelic experience yeah, and this is and it actually the analogy goes also to what we're saying at the moment. So you you, you are just by yourself. you live in this small, pretty much uh, place, just surrounded by massive thick walls. And the only thing that you can see, it's just what happens inside the walls. Mm-hmm. And then you try this thing, call it a plant medicine or something, and all of a sudden, like you you see this trampoline, you jump on the trampoline, and you can actually jump so high that you can actually see outside the walls. Wow. And all of a sudden, you see something new. And this, this actually starts, you know, it gives you a different perspective. So this is how it was for me. Like, I had this bad environment, yep. and as soon as I was getting a bit outside, my true self was trying to come out. Yeah. But right. not for long.
0: Yeah, not for long. Not for long. So tell us the next steps, then, obviously.
1: So so for me it was it was pretty much the only choice that i had is it was to find a way to get out of the environment
0: mm-hmm.
1: or solve the, the problem that yeah. i had inside there and and i created the really really probably i actually created for myself the biggest opportunity in my life until the next one so through, through through my job as a pretty much as a practitioner as I'm a massage therapist uh, I had as my clients pretty much the the owners and even the staff of the business that I work for at the moment yep which is ATP science
0: it's it's a really big successful business in the, just, and just for people that haven't heard of it just elaborate what ATP science do
1: So ATP science it's it's pretty much it stands for advanced technologies of pharmacology yep and it's it's in the health and wellness industry pretty much yep. so they make supplements but it's it's the best quality in the market at the moment and they are designed from a naturopath and they are completely natural yeah so you don't have anything artificial no genetic. really emphasizing the quality not quantity quality quantity, and yeah. and pretty much actually providing solutions yep. for pre- people's problems yeah cool, so so what I did actually like through the whole, you know, like the situation that I was into, I just, I just picture myself, um, like actually working as a, as a sales rep mm-hmm. because I had this, uh, this, this actually image from, from my best friend actually, uh, that I was living inside the house with, which was my wife's best friend. Yep. She became also my best friend, and this was the first time that I actually saw uh, I got exposed to, to something like that, to, to this particular pretty much uh, uh, occupation. And it was perfect for me because I could do again exactly what I love, mm-hmm. so actually help people get healthy, communicate with people at yep. the same time, yep. and actually being out there, which is important for me.
0: Another- yeah. pathway to your passion pretty much
1: pathway yeah. to the passion because I loved you know like through all these years with uh, with sports and and like even bodybuilding and stuff like that yep. it's something that I knew really well mm. so I was I had a knowledge of products I had a knowledge actually of the human body and stuff like that so in my mind I thought straight away okay this is something that I can I can actually become really good yep. so one day before I actually like uh, proceeded proceed proceeded to the treatment with the owner of the business, I sat him down and I told him okay do you kit. have 10 minutes before we go in and yeah. I go he accepted of course and I literally shocked him because I proposed myself to become for them the sales rep in in WA
0: cool and that's without even knowing if yeah. they knew someone without even knowing anything it's good isn't it like you just got to remind yourself like people confront themselves like a situation like that you, they think the worst thing possible but it's like the worst thing possible He'll just say nah exactly it's like it's not and, that bad you know like and a lot of people they are afraid just to, to, to make a simple question yeah yeah That's definitely it. if
1: you don't ask you're You'd never, never gonna find yeah. out so this is how I thought of it and I said okay I have nothing to lose just ask yeah. and I asked Uh, straight away he wasn't uh, like negative and stuff and they decided to go for proper interviews and everything and through the whole process which I really appreciated that that they actually did it Mm. the right way they decided to give me the opportunity and and actually build build the business in in WA
0: what qualities do they think that certain person saw in you because you had no Experience in that field was it sales? Pretty much would be a big. Deal. I had
1: I had retail experience and retail, you know okay, yeah, retail yep. experience. You know I can understand the human body. I had knowledge of you know everything and stuff like
0: that. But I haven't done this particular job before, and you even and especially it, in a new. It was like a management role as well. You said yeah as well, yeah, right? yeah yeah yeah. Obviously, that wasn't an easy decision to make. What qualities do they think they saw in you or a certain individual? I don't know. how. So
1: definitely personality.
0: Okay. Definitely so the, personality. Do you reckon that was like the way you came, obviously, asking for it, Confidence. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The personality. Definitely. My
1: ability to build the relationships and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: you, yeah. so you obviously got the job? Yes. And made yes. the transition to WA and leaving, obviously, the past behind you. So for once again, I had to pretty much put myself in a
1: complete new environment, yep. New job, yep. New new city,
0: everything, yeah. Start again, reborn. Start again, yeah. again. Which well, I love, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah, it's good. Uh, how how long ago was that in Perth? How long have you been here now? Three years ago, yeah, okay. almost
1: three years ago three. exactly. Three years ago. What man.
0: what a wild roller coaster for sure. Oh, <laughs> and you're still in that same position. Yes, yep. yes. yes. Okay, cool, man. Yes, so. Obviously, we've come to your beginning to now. Obviously, kind of tied a nice little bow. Tell us about, like, right now, and uh, what, what do you like? What's a daily kind of routine for Theo? Tell me that.
1: That daily routine. Ooh. Yeah,
0: I'd like because I think this is important for obviously okay. a goal-driven person like yourself. Okay. So the moment you wake up, let's do it. So
1: this is, this is exa- it's actually a good question because it's something that a lot of people struggle yep. and, and most people, they can't actually understand how important it is to create successful habits through your day. And this is something that I developed for the past two years for myself. Mm-hmm. And this job, this role in this job actually allowed me to do that. Yep. So do you want to find out my current routine? Do it, habits? yeah, let's do it. So so my structure the way I structure my day at the moment is I try to get up as early as five to five thirty always. Mm-hmm. I try to, to actually like the latest five thirty. The first thing that I do straight away it's pretty much at the moment do the Wim Hof breathing technique. Yes. This is the first thing. Yes, definitely. Followed like followed by a 30 minute meditation.
0: Yep. Then having the cold shower. Just uh, let's just a lot to Can you just explain what's involved in the Wim Hof technique? Because I think there's a lot of people that are a bit kind of foreign to that and they don't know who Wim Hof is. Explain what you do quickly because I think this is a very important technique because there's so many benefits involved. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: So pretty much the Wim Hof technique, the breathing technique,
0: like it's actually a combination of
1: of, uh, things, but the breathing technique, it pretty much allows you to... Tap in, into the autonomic nervous system yeah promote the parasympathetic nervous system which is pretty much the one that it's responsible for rest digest muscle beating fat loss like the whole thing and and the anti-stress one so this is the one that we pretty that pretty much allow us to thrive yep in in a sense yep. so doing that first thing in the morning like when you start your day as
0: you can understand it pretty much sets you up yep for success cool and if anyone obviously wants to find out more and who Wim Hof is, is a he's a freak. <laughs> so cool! I love it. He's he he a freak. Anyone can do it. Yep. Yeah. Anyone can do it. Yeah. And
1: he he showed actually that way because he they have conduct, conducted conducted yeah. so many
0: studies through him because he's a man that likes to prove. Oh, always. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, he's not a phony. And, and no, yeah. No. Sorry, man. So we. He's got, that living proof. Yep. So Wim Hof technique, breathing technique in the morning with a thirty-minute meditation. Meditation,
1: then I jump into a cold, cold shower. shower. Yep. Hopefully the water will be cold enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so definitely, man.
1: Which has even more benefits. Then I dedicate another thirty minutes on studying, like the book that you know I study at the moment. Yep. And then I jump after that into like my emails and work yep. and everything straight else away straight, into straight away. Straight away. Yep. So I
0: have those four. It's like a morning normal morning, morning routine. routine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. And then, what about like midday kind of thing? Following next transitions, just more work. So yeah, like work like us, you can understand like it's yep. pretty. You know, you have to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spend. spend. <laughs> no more need to be said. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. As you can, it's a really demanding job. And, and my my other my other like habit throughout the day, which is my training. Yep. It's uh, CrossFit. Oh, nice. So yeah. I will do the breathing technique again before I go. And do my my training in the afternoon. Yep. And this is this is pretty much the other the other successful habit. Yep. Like for me, I have to train.
0: Yeah. I have to. Uh, how often do you train? I try at
1: least uh, five days per week, at okay. least yep. five training sessions. Yep. At least. Cool. Between five to. eight.
0: And like you said, that's like a key factor to you personally. Yeah. Yep. This is all I know in my life. Like, yep. <laughs> I train all my life. This is something
1: that I can never stop.
0: And also kind of stay on that uh, subject uh, supplements obviously you're a man obviously well endowed in that kind of subject what do you take personally
1: so I use I use a lot of the products from from the business that I work yep. for ATP. because yeah they provide you know most of, of, of you know the ones that I require yep. for my health and and it's important also nutrition mm-hmm. so especially with CrossFit because it's it's so demanding, demanding and, yeah. and strenuous for, for, for the physical body you have to you have to get supplementation and nutrition right. If you don't, yep. you're gonna struggle a lot. Yeah. So for me, everything starts from nutrition first. Yep. You know, like um, your your lifestyle, because you have to pretty much, you know, sleep enough.
0: You have to allow your body to recover and everything, and then supplementation. And that's definitely an important note as well. There's no one nutrition base for everyone, is it? It's no. always individual. Always. Towards, always. And always. Everyone's different. Always. Yeah. Always. Okay. Yeah. So mainly, you like you said, just mainly nutrition and any separate supplements. What would you take? Uh, do you take nootropics? Do you take magnesium? Anything like well,
1: that? It, I'm, I'm a massive uh, biohacker, and yeah, you know, okay. if
0: we go into <laughs> that aspect, it's going a big subject,
1: big subject. Like we we can actually do just a podcast just for that, yeah, man, just yeah, for, for sure. the supplements. But the thing is, I have some staples from a natural multivitamin. For example, that actually provides you know all the nutrients that you need yep. from food. Uh, to to support like every system on your body. Mm -hmm. I would use a a, a product which pretty much helps again with the parasympathetic nervous system and dealing with cortisol and stress. Definitely magnesium supplement is really important. And again, then you have performance-based supplements that they will help you pretty much with getting the most out of your training, but also recovering faster, so you can go every single day and try harder. Cool, man. Pretty much.
0: So that's a nice little kind of biography about yourself. It's good. <laughs> what about uh, future goals? Without revealing too much, what are your future goals at the moment? So
1: I'm at this point in in my life at the moment that I'm trying to to determine who Theo is gonna be. Yep. For the next five years. Okay. So I'm at this. Not an easy question. It's not. It's definitely. I haven't found the answer yep. yet. But definitely, yeah, like I'm, I'm at that point that I, I'm going to pretty much prepare. More self-reflection, that kind of stuff. Self-reflection and prepare yep. the five-year plan. So because I want to create my next pretty much identity. Yep. My evolved self.
0: Yep. Cool, man. So also like you, you kind of got a like a normal kind of civilized life now. How do you keep challenging yourself? From a daily kind of prospect, like how do you keep throwing yourselves in those uncomfortable situations that you thrive on so much? Uh, what uh, do you do?
1: First of all, I, I seek for the challenge again. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough uh, with that decision that I made to actually uh, choose CrossFit as my training regime because it's it's so challenging every single day. Yeah, it's it's really so challenging, and the thing is also unfortunately enough that i put myself into the right environment like i chose the right crossfit crossfit gym pretty much yep which is really hardcore mm-hmm. and every single day it pushes you so much mm-hmm. so i have that and then i try to challenge myself in so many different ways with with studying with knowledge i just try every single day to find out something new so
0: personal development self personal development keep, that's it that's keep, it keep striving to do better keep being better than you were yesterday exactly so
1: i seek betterment every single day so
0: there's never a point where you're like Nah. i take a week or like we all get these days
1: that you feel unworthy you feel like oh i feel like i don't feel good enough today Mm. you know you doubt yourself we all we all we all get it like you can avoid it but if if you actually have the mindset that and you know what you want to do you actually understand how to combat this Mm. and how to pretty much reverse it. Cool, man. And get, and get out. So as soon as I feel like that, I say, it's okay. It's okay to feel like that. Boom. Just
0: switch yep. that. <laughs> nice. That's good. I think it's very important because you don't want to get comfortable. No. Nah, no, nah, nah. nah. We don't want to do nah. that. And
1: I know for me, straight away, if, if I feel comfortable, yeah. I know what I have to do. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. That's good. All right, man. I think we might wrap that up. But there's always a one last thing I like to ask people when it's kind of... It's a hard question to ask and it's a hard one to answer. So it's more like what advice kind of maybe if it was like a quote or anything you've gone through personally, what advice would you give someone else to kind of that resonated with you the most? What a best piece of advice would you give someone today?
1: Actually, I will give you a quote because I I can actually give you... I love quotes. Quotes quotes, like like you can get so many. Like, you you know, we are fortunate. We have so many people through human history that they said like these awesome things that everybody can resonate. But the thing is, at that moment, at this particular moment, the one that I want to actually advise people to do is from Jim Rohn. And he said, if you work hard for someone else, you make a living work on yourself and you're going to make a fortune nice so i want everybody to work on themselves Mm. every single day and they're gonna get exactly that because working on yourself every single day you increase your value and you have no choice but to attract the right people according to Mm. your value good advice and 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 the second one question everything yeah
0: i love that one question
1: everything but Everything and everyone. Don't just accept what people try to put into yeah. your mind. Yep. Just question every single
0: thing. Cool, man. And if you know anyone wants more info about, I don't know, the products you sell or anything like that, where can they go or even yourself? I don't know. Oh. Any any resources? You know, social media, as, yeah. as
1: you know, but even the business that I work for, like it's it's actually like really it's successful and everybody like ATP, almost knows at the moment. ATP science. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. Yeah. All right, man. Let's wrap it off, eh? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to actually. (laughs) Likewise, thanks, Share my story. (laughs) Cool, man. Over and out.